Hello, and welcome to Season 4 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network. We are Matt and Kevin, and each week we're bringing you news about gaming, pop culture, and of course, Overwatch. This week we talk about cats, Pokemon, and Overwatch 2. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast, soon to be called This Week in Geek. If you haven't listened to our last week's episode and didn't know the update, yeah, we are we are changing sometime in August to a different podcast that will allow us a little bit more leeway of things to cover, um, although we kind of do that anyway, but it'll be easier to market with a different podcast that's not strictly focused on Overwatch, even though we are not strictly focused on Overwatch. Anyway, Kevin, how have you been doing while not strictly focusing on Overwatch? Uh, it's uh, It's been a rough week, not going to lie. Um, on Saturday, I lost my dog, um, so oh, the yeah. house is kind of empty. Um, just, just getting used to, you know, things here and there. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I'm trying not to, you know, dwell on it too much. Uh, trying to enjoy, you know, what what the dog would have wanted me to do. So he, he's just like, you know, get out there, do things. Don't, you know, stretch in the middle of the the floor in the living room. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just just regular things. Just going out and uh, making sure that I'm hanging out with friends and and just uh, staying happy. That's that's what mm-hmm. he'd want me to do. So how old um, was he? Uh, eight almost nine i think um actually i think he was nine he was eight eight or nine uh he's mm. the older older doggo um but yeah it, it was just a sudden passing i just didn't didn't know what to do um, oh that makes it worse yeah it, it just happened um but yeah we're, we're, we're all just hanging in there honestly um so yeah uh other than that i've been just playing games you know still have the last uh Last two weeks of the camp. That is that is another thing that I am slowly working towards, just getting through. Um, and yeah, it's it's really it's really fun now that we're starting to get down to like the last couple of weeks. We we have a formula down. We know like kind of what we're focusing on um, every single day, and it just makes it easier for a lot of these uh, either returning campers or new campers uh, just to go ahead and uh, get them get them introduced to newer games so uh even even though the most popular one at camp right now is valorant and like trying Mm -hmm. to teach kids how to play the game um we still get them introduced to other like genres and hopefully we can get them into another game that like they actually enjoy and don't have to only one trick valorant you know yeah yeah it will be better next year too uh we're waiting on overwatch uh to go free to play because that will make it a lot easier and more accessible but oh yeah um i didn't we'll see that. we'll see how that goes uh next year we we know that you know that it's been really popular uh, we can tell by just the way of attendance during these last couple weeks um we started off with only having like eight or nine um and now this session i think we have like 14 to 16 every day so it's just oh that's like, a lot of kids yeah, it's, it's it's a lot, but it does make custom lobbies a lot easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, that that's about it. 
just also enjoying manga while I can. Uh, getting through one a day, that is uh, that has been my goal over the summer, so I, I can cut into my backlog a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, how about you, Matt? How's everything going on your end? I am very stressed and just... <laughs> Uh, I need to get away from it all for a little bit. Um, so we were recording this on Wednesday night. So mm-hmm. Comic Con officially starts tomorrow. So, um, oh, San, mean, Di- San Diego Comic Con, right? San Diego Comic Con is starting tomorrow. Um, it's so based on my uh, <laughs> my uh, fandom coverage and experience, like. This is going to be worse because it is it's multiple days. And I remember back in the uh, back in the earlier this year when I'm like, oh, I'd love to cover Comic-Con. Now, looking at it, it's like, what the hell was I thinking? This is super stressful Um, just because it's it's so. It's such a big event and there's so much riding on it and there are so many moving pieces and like want to get everything right want to make sure that we're posting on time, want to make sure we're not leaking anything ahead of time, want to make sure we're not making any mistakes. Um, and just, just the amount of, of stress that's going into this. I really, I really need to, to get away from it and take a break. So thankfully I have camp next week where I'll be like disconnected from everything, but that's also stressful because all of my supplies are three years old. So I need to I need to go and buy new supplies um, tomorrow and Friday to get ready for um, going up on Saturday. And then I also have to work on Saturday morning, which is like just another layer of stress that I have to like manage that and then go down to Westwood to do the um, the pre-session and, and drop my stuff off with my friend at her apartment that I'm going to be staying with for the night. Um, And then on Monday, the Monday that I, well, I get back on the Sunday, then the day afterward, which I was going to take as like a day off to like recover and not do anything. um, I got a message from one of my coworkers who I've been, I wrote an article with for his website, geeks of color. And he's like, Hey, I know you've been wanting to do something on Joe Coy's new movie coming out. Um, they are going to be having a press junket on August 1st, the day after I get back. And I was wondering if you wanted to go and I'm like, yes, I want to go, but that's stress on me to figure out like, okay, how I'm going to have to like, am I going to go home on that Sunday and skip like our after camp party? Am I going to crash with a friend? And am I going to, am I going to just drive home that morning and then drive back to LA? Do I have time to do that? It's just insanity over these next couple days. So on top of like, prepping for everything and doing um comic cons I, I can't even think of words comic con stuff i need to um finish reading joe koi's book and prep questions for the people that i know are going to be at the um at the press junket so that i'm not looking like a total idiot the morning of and just trying to scramble <laughs> to write questions so it's been a trying time yeah you sound busy uh but you know it's it sounds fun though i mean uh oh yeah you're you're doing things that are that are going to be fun i'm doing a bit of the same near closer to like the the first weekend in august um is country roll expo 
Um, so Ooh, go oh yeah, you were to talking about out, that. We're gonna go and figure out what's going on with the uh, with the current anime season and what's going down. I know that uh, for me, because I'm a freaking nerd and I have all of my stuff on a on a Google Calendar. Um, the entirety of August is crazy for manga releases, so I know that there's like one day where like eight different books come out, and like my wallet is like, uh, more job now, <laughs> please. Yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, I can, I guess. Well, let's get into the news, I suppose. Yeah. Stressy, um, so. A game that has been hotly anticipated by our lovely Kevin has finally been released. Stray came out. I know it is included on like the really expensive tier of um, PlayStation Plus, which I don't have. Stray is not, unfortunately, available on Xbox Game Pass, and but it might be on in the future. But it's out now. I think it's, what, like $30, Kevin? Around there? Oh, yeah, it's That's- $30. It's 30 Okay. From what I've heard, it's a very beautiful and atmospheric game. Um, it's a very it's short too. I think the IGN review said it, it can you can do it in about five hours. So thankfully, it's not like a full sixty dollar game for that price. Um, but it looks beautiful, and like I'm very interested. I'm probably going to get this game eventually, um, just not right now because I'm leaving anyway. But wait, is it on? Is it exclusive to PlayStation? Uh, I think so. Cause I, if I remember the meme correctly, I, I think it is PS. Oh, uh, it's his console exclusive for a limited time. So it's coming to PC eventually, I guess. And then it's going to go to Xbox at some point, according to games radar, they expect it to be ported. So it's probably one of those like situations where like the last of the Tomb Raider games was PlayStation exclusive for, I think about a year and then after that, it came to across platforms. So that looks like what might be happening here. Yeah, uh, which is fine by me. I mean, I'm I'm a PC gamer originally, so uh, it, it's all good. But I I do appreciate people who tell me how long it takes, um, because I'm a I'm a slow gamer. I'm the guy who like sits there and I'm like, ooh, look at that! Like that that's kind of dumb. I'm gonna go scratch this wall. Um. So, yeah, it's going to just take me a little bit of time to to get through it. But if they say it's going to be a five-hour game, it's going to take me about, like, ten because I'm stupid <laughs> and dumb. Um, or but, you're not stupid and dumb. You're just slowly exploring the game. You're you're yeah. soaking in every second of content that you've bought. Yeah, exactly. I got to I gotta get my money's worth, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, Stray is definitely one of those games. It's very atmospheric and interesting that I want to definitely want to try um, I don't know if it's going to go on sale anytime soon, um, but that is something that, you know, I, I do want to take a shot at. Um, since we are talking about, like, games that are coming out, um, we I, I recently got word that uh, that Spider-Man from uh, the, the PS exclusives are now being remastered for PC. So, oh. If if you wanna if you don't have a PS like you know a PS gaming like or PS console uh, either a PS4 or a PS5 um, you can get your hands on 
uh spider-man uh coming august 12th so in about three weeks you can you can play spider-man um and that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting once it finally hits uh once it finally hits pc yeah i really like this did you play them kevin i really like them i played the first one and um i had a lot of fun playing the first one i have miles morales i just haven't dive i haven't dove into it yet um but i i just remember my entire twitch chat laughing at me while i chase birds and be really (laughs) bad at it i hated those levels but i will say for (laughs) some reason like miles morales is essentially just an expansion it doesn't feel like a full game just because of how short it is but Mm -hmm. i don't know for some reason i enjoyed it more than i enjoyed the original like the original is a full game like a full experience with a much longer story Mm-hmm. But just something about playing Miles Morales just was a lot more fun to me than playing as Peter Parker. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just because that by that point I'd gotten over feeling like, oh, this is just a rip off of Batman Arkham the, Asylum or yeah. whatever the Arkham series. Yeah, um, Maybe I just gotten over that by then. But no, I really enjoyed Miles Morales and I am glad that the PC gamers finally get to uh feel like spider-man as the reviewers kept saying moving on this is uh, there's a couple of really weird stories this week um the uh, the headline that i wrote for this one in our notes page is china hates porn so much they'll read your mind so this is um an interesting story out of um i saw it on pc gamer but uh, the headline for them is China's mind reading porn detection cap takes censorship to new levels. So uh, according to this article, porn has been outlawed in China since uh, 1949. Um, that's ever since the People's Republic of China it was officially what the, chi- the country's been called when the Communist Party took over the CCP. Um, and they are very strict on the content that they allow their citizens to watch. There's like a lot of morality clauses, a lot of just content censorship. Um, and so right now they have a lot of AI bots that kind of scour the internet and alert them for that. Also porn appraisers, um, a lot of them who are women who help um, catch what the AI systems miss. Um, but in, in either way, there's a lot of um, there's human error to make. There is uh, just also the volume that could go through and the AI mistakes that are made. So not everything is caught. Um, but apparently the... Uh, where is it? Uh, so there's a university apparently, Beijing Jiao, Jiao Tong. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. But the Beijing Jiao Tong University has a bunch of researchers that are looking for a new way to help that detection. And what they've come up with is a... I'm quote mind reading helmet, which is, I guess it's um, looks according to PC gamer looks more like a shower cap covered in wires. So kind of like the, uh, the brain scan caps that you see all time, all the time. on like when they do research projects or in TV and movies where they kind of have to scan someone's brain, um, what it's able to do is it is able to detect pornographic imagery with high accuracy and even able to filter through potentially detracting brainwaves caused by emotional states, low energy levels and random thoughts. Um, It's uh, I guess it's, it's looking at how your brain reacts when it sees pornographic imagery and the, the brainwaves generated by that. 
they're developing this with um they developed yeah they developed this using 15 male volunteers between 20 to 25 who were likely looking at straight porn because again china it's a very controlled country and uh homosexuality is highly frowned upon um currently it's at an 80 percent success rate um there are some false alarms it worked every single time when showed explicit imagery but there were the 20 percent that were false alarms so they're they're currently working through trying to make it 100 percent efficient when it doesn't i guess go off when it shouldn't but this seems like an extreme overreaction but then again it's china so yeah uh-huh. it, it, it does feel kind of weird it's just like uh how how would you guys know what it does if you guys didn't <laughs> test it on yourselves already <laughs> i mean i feel like maybe those 15, those those 15 men who volunteered were probably like i want to see porn let's do it yeah just, probably did it just for for the porn it, it's just, it's just kind of weird but um, yeah, I, I I get it. If that's something that uh, they they want to try out, sure. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not stopping you. Imagine if like every single day that you went to work, like they put this helmet on you to like make sure that you're not lo- looking at like not safe for work stuff. Yeah, I'd lose it. <laughs> just... <laughs> not that I not that I do that at work. I I don't. It's just like. So that's a little uh, too much. Like I look at my Twitter feed and something bad pops up once, and then I'm fired. Uh, that's that's terrible. Or like a friend sends you something. Yeah, they sent me a really NSFW meme, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Whoops. Or you're just like scrolling. Yeah, you'll be scrolling through random things, and someone will post something. And it's like, oh, this is going to this is going to trigger my helmet. So yeah. But this is very dystopian. Like, I don't think it'll... It's definitely not going to pass in the US. I don't think people here are, I think, a little too distrustful of government and just distrustful of technology enough to say no to this, I think. Plus, there's also, like, the Constitution to think about, invasions of privacy. Hopefully, that will, like, prevent something like this from happening. But I really hope that they don't monitor my brainwaves at work yeah i don't i don't have enough uh i i don't don't look at my brain <laughs> that's that's uh that's off limits you don't you don't know what i'm thinking um so moving on completely unrelated um sony now owns bungie we talked to a, a i think probably a couple months ago at this point about sony looking to kind of compete with what mar i'm uh, not i said marvel my god sony's been looking to compete with xbox and microsoft that's what i was trying to say microsoft about their purchase of bethesda and the the i guess the fears that those games are going to be exclusive to the xbox and um, pc in the future so as part of their their bidding war or their arms race really sony has bought bungie and guess how much the, I don't know if we talked about it before, but guess how much the the deal cost. The the bungee deal. Yeah. 
if you haven't clicked the link already. I haven't. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm assuming it's 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 a solid amount. Um let's see. Bungie. I mean, okay, so wait, Sony buying out Bungie. Uh that feels feels kind of weird, especially since like, you know. Yeah. Like Bungie made the entirety of Halo. Mm-hmm. Like made a lot of the Halo stuff. Well, so now like three four three now too. Also, right? Yeah, it's under three four three. So like, the, yeah, this is a different Bungie now. Huh? Yeah, I I wouldn't know the specific number for this. It it does feel kind of weird though. Ballpark it, and then I'll tell you. Ballpark. Uh, how how much how much money are people throwing around now? I mean, Elon's throwing around like billions oh of dollars for twitter right well he's actually not but he's getting sued for not doing it for not doing it for not for not pulling, for pulling the out uh, yeah uh the one time pulling let's... out actually cost more than going through with it hey uh <laughs> uh let's say i know that the, i want to say like 20 it, it's a good it's a good company so i think 20 bill maybe uh, that seems reasonable. I, I haven't seen Bungie put out anything crazy recently, so did you say Bill or Mill? Bill with a B. Twenty Bill? Yeah. That's a little a little bit higher than what it was. It was three point seven Bill. Oh my. Three point seven Williams. Which is I, still I just a lot. Need one of those. <laughs> just <laughs> can, I, can I just get one of those B's real quick? <laughs> yeah, but so initially they were slated to do the sale for 3.6 but now i guess it's closer to 3.7 as opposed uh, not as opposed according to an sec filing um according to what sony is saying now um and what bungie is saying now that it's going to remain as an independent subsidiary of sony entertainment interactive entertainment and will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to publish to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play um so I'm curious if with Bungie doing this and still opting to publish on Xbox as well, is that going to maybe influence Microsoft and um, Bethesda to not go the exclusive route, which they are initially like kind of slating themselves to go? Yeah, it it does seem kind of kind of weird. Um I do agree that like if they wanted to protect that and make it an exclusive, it would be a little bit tougher. But mm. at the same time it's like the Sony Sony's just looking to compete still with with Microsoft, which I mean, yeah, th- this just feels kind of this just feels like a really weird buy for Sony. This is just a personal like thing. I feel like it's cool that they now have access to Bungie. Um and like just keeping it on as its own like thing is okay, but I I don't know if this was the the purchase that would keep them competitive with uh with the rest of uh mm-hmm. with with Microsoft. Um, I mean it it is a good one, but I don't know. 
See, I'm thinking like, would it be, have been a a better decision for Sony to turn Destiny or not Destiny to turn Bungie into a a PlayStation only publisher, which is what Microsoft is going to be doing to Bethesda in the next few years? It looks like. Um, or did they make a more financially sound decision by allowing Bungie to go cross-platform? Because by going cross-platform, they are raking in that money through all the sales on like Xbox and on PC. But had they gone like exclusive, then that would maybe be an incentive to go PlayStation as opposed to Xbox or just buy a PlayStation mm-hmm. in addition to your Xbox. But then again, it's like... I know that the Destiny community is so huge, but like with Bungie kind of going for the um, the games as a service model, I, I don't think that's really been working recently. Like, there's not a lot of people I th- I know of that are like clamoring to go that route. And like again, Destiny was a, a big game, but it wasn't like I don't think it has the kind of following to match what like Bethesda could be. If the if this is like a competitive scenario where they're trying to measure up to Bethesda's deal with uh, Microsoft, yeah, like I keep saying this over and over again. I I don't think that it's gonna happen, but I I think it would be a good investment if you were, you know, uh, if if you were Sony in this race, you know, you you gotta stay competitive. The one that I am still all on about is um I I think that they should try to get Square Enix. Like that that would be the one to go for. Um and I think it would be it'd be great, you know, if you if you get all the Final Fantasy stuff to be its own uh if if you got all the Final Fantasy stuff to be PS exclusive, I think you'd you'd kind of nail that nail that down right, so right um i would be really surprised if that ends up being the case but um i i would that would be like the next buy of microsoft or you know uh that or kojima productions i mean mm-hmm. just just think about like those exclusives they're gonna be kind of crazy um but yeah I, I think that you know this console war i i'm the thing that i'm afraid of as well is something that I've seen in a, um, I I was looking back again at um at some of my notebooks. So we had a garage sale on on Saturday, and we had to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I found all my old like books, like all my old textbooks and my old uh like notes pages that I would take, and uh, one of them was on like the history of gaming and like the collapse of the market, um, which caused essentially like Atari to fail. Right. Um, and I feel like we're slowly approaching something similar to that. Um, not saying that like, you know, the gaming industry is failing. We we're all, we're all afraid and we're all spookied. Um, I think that it's gotta be like, it's getting to the point where we have so many choices of games um that it's it's gonna oversaturate the market and then we're, we're just not gonna care like uh the 
the consumer base is only going to care about certain games and then if you're not producing those certain games you're not you're not gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna be competitive which is a reason why like if it does become the big two of microsoft versus sony um and, and i guess nintendo is just kind of off doing its own thing but it, it makes it really difficult for uh it's gonna make it really difficult for smaller games to like try to get get there without going through like steam or something like that um Mm -hmm. so kevin tell us about pokemon news there's there's a bit of news yeah we 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 got a couple stories here um let's go over the irl stuff first so um if you guys are interested you like there's a part in pokemon where uh you go and you get to pick between one of two fossils um and these fossils are based off of actual like dinosaurs that we've seen in the past usually like close to the region or like idea of the region that they uh originate from so like there's like an original fossil and then the pokemon are kind of based off of that well if you want to see both fossils put both like together essentially um Pokemon has done that. Um, right now at the Toyohashi Museum of Natural History, um, you can see a true museum with bones and stuff like that, but also see the skeletons of these fossil Pokemon as well. Um, it is just a little like cool, uh, cool little thing that that goes on with Pokemon, and they're uh, they're kind of taking it on the road right now. Um, but it's really cool to see some of these like side by side fossils. So you get to see like, oh, what does what does the Pokemon look like compared to the actual dinosaur? Um, and then uh, their bone structures compared to one another. Um, how does it look? And how does it uh, how does it change the way how you how you enjoy fossil Pokemon? Um, but it's just a really cool way of like people putting everything together um i ironically as well uh they they didn't include the galar ones which i mean it it's fine because it's it's a joke um but i do like um how this is kind of taking pokemon which is something that's fun and enjoyed for all ages and really tying it back to the educational like purpose of you know some of these pokemon it's just to bring awareness to these animals that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to experience so uh it's kind of cool to see all this go into play and uh have pokemon at least tie into what we see in real life and you know with with the bone structures of other other pokemon and other like animals in the past and just being able to tie it together I really would like to see this come to the United States because, I mean, I would love to go to a museum to see this Pokemon exhibit, and I think it would do really well. But, like, what do you think the chances are of it actually coming here, Kevin? Uh, I feel like it depends on how well it does in Japan because right now they, they've they done a couple tours already. Um, it's been out since July of last year. I want to say yeah, July of last year. Um but they've been going around to a bunch of different places and this is kind of like their big one. Like this is kind of their longest stay um, at the Toyohashi museum. Um, And so it's really cool to see um, 
like everybody kind of enjoyed these fossils and see how well it how well it does in the state or in the Japan, and hopefully, um, it will be brought around to other places. And I feel like it would be cool to do a world tour. Um, it just it really depends on like how are they gonna get the how they gonna get the fossils over here, um, and I feel like that is that's half of the fun, um, but also it the the other half of it is just like the uh the exclusive like uh i guess like souvenirs that you can get during these events uh a lot of them are like excavator pikachu themed which is really cool um but yeah it it it's just a really cool way of tying like the game with the actual fossils that came with it you know yeah definitely it's like two of my favorite things from when I was a kid, Pokemon and dinosaurs. Like, how has this not happened before? Um, yeah, and as we're gonna we're gonna be moving on into the uh the the other Pokemon news, we're actually gonna talk about Pokemon Unite. Um this is something I've been passionate about. I mean, I, I don't ever shut up about the game, uh, and it just happens to be here, so that's what we're going to be talking about for for the little, last little bit of this. Um, but uh, Pokemon Unite officially turned one. Um, it it has been out for a whole year. Um, so it's only been are, a year. It's only been a year, which is really surprising to a lot of people. And I'm like that. That's the reason why I'm really like a lot of people in the Unite community are really anxious about like, oh, we have to we have to fix our game so that we can get up to this point or else I'm going to quit. Um, I've heard that statement so many times, but I'm like, yo, they're only in year one. Like we don't have a lot of Pokemon yet. And like the, the scene itself is not going to be explosive right out the gate. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we still need to get through. Um, so yeah, it's only one years old and it's doing pretty good in my opinion. Um, we'll talk about, you know, it, it's a year. So cool events are happening. Um, let's talk about the the new game mode. There's a new game mode called Boss Rush, where um, essentially the team it's like a raid boss mode where you fight like the bigger Pokemon and then they just get stronger and stronger. Uh, the further you go, the better uh, rewards you get. So that is something that I still need to try out. Um, but it is a cool mode that has been uh, has been showcased a couple times, and I, I do like the idea of it. Um, they are doing more Holloware giveaways, so if you are into the costumes and cosmetics, or, or you missed out on some, uh, you can go ahead and claim some of them during this event, which is pretty cool. Um, and I feel like the most important thing is the new characters, uh, the new Pokemon that have been announced for the game. Um, we do have a, a couple of them that are guaranteed to come out first, and then we have one that's coming out later. So the first two are going to be Glaceon and Buzzswole of all Pokemon. Uh, so <laughs> Glaceon, once again, another uh, evolution. Uh, we we had that question earlier where um, Sylveon was in the game. And we're like, okay, well, Sylveon's in the game. Does mm-hmm. that mean we're going to get other Eevees? And uh, they released Espeon. And people are like, okay, well, that, that answers our question. So now they're just, you know, filling out the rest of them. So uh, Glaceon's on its way um buzz swole i was like bro okay we we got we got swole bug now mm-hmm. um it, it punches things and it throws things that's what it does um and i was like okay that's a interesting pokemon concept 
I am I'm fine with it. It is really interesting. Um, so Buzzhole, cool. Um, and the last one being one of the fan favorites, one of the ones that I know have been has been talked about for quite a while. Um, it is Tyranitar. Um, Tyranitar is actually coming to Pokemon Unite. That's um, an exciting one. The last one, yes. Um, there is a public test region out there for um, for Pokemon Unite, and it is um, how can I describe it? It is uh, exclusive to some of the like island regions in in a uh, in Asia. So it's like the Philippines, like korea i think korea china japan and uh i want to say there's one more but it's like a really like small like population um but we were like okay they, they get the ptr i guess that's cool but um they were saying that the announcement of uh of titar titar is kind of like he's kind of strong <laughs> and people are like, oh, 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 <laughs> our bad. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes uh, with it and seeing if we do get like, um, if we do get nerfs or a couple changes before it, it does come out. I hope it does. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to know that these characters are on their way. Um, and there are events that are going to be going on throughout the week to go ahead and celebrate, you know, Pokemon turning, Pokemon Unite turning one. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what they end up coming out with. How many Pokemon are going to be in the game when all is said and done with with this batch of Pokemon? Uh, let me double check that number. I think that we're barely grazing thirty something. With these three, we're going to be looking at thirty nine Pokemon. Wow. Um. So yeah, the. Honestly, the roster is really small, like compared to other MOBAs, right? Other MOBAs have like upwards of like 200 characters. So it's like 100 or 200 characters and we're barely getting up there. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Like um, I am, I'm okay with uh, figuring all of that out. So it's just a matter of like uh, how, how much longer or how much, how many more Pokemon can they actually put into this game? And, uh what All can we possibly see yeah exactly and i i think that that's the limit the skies is a limit at this point it's just like how how weird do you want the the pokemon to get and how much overlap are you okay with because i i know that like that's something that i've seen in in mobas that i think is okay i think it's okay if characters have some overlapping abilities that have like the same they do the same thing, but serve a different part of a kit, you know, um, like the the best way to say it is like a lot of characters have a stun, like a point and click stun. Um, but some characters use the stun to set themselves up. Other ones use it to set up teammates. Um, some of them use it to like just like mess with your opponent in a way. Um, and I think that that's all a part of the mind game. And I, I do like that. Um, I like that concept a lot. So I think that Pokemon Unite could definitely start overlapping. Um, that doesn't mean, yo, name everything Surf and and call it a day. Um, there is a lot more stuff that has to go into it rather than just, oh, we play Surf, we we win game. Uh, there, there's got to be a little bit more to it. 
Um, so yeah, that that's what I that's what I got. There's more Pokemon Unite news uh, on the horizon. I promise. Uh, we have World Championships, by the way, for uh, Pokemon uh, in general. So all TCG, um, VGC, and Unite are all playing. Um, I believe it's on the tw- the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st of August. So that third week in August is going to be a big Pokemon uh, video game competitive or online competitive uh, kind of day. So uh, get get ready for that. That's going to be really exciting. So moving on, um, Kevin, how, how does... Um payouts work currently for um for twitch streamers so i believe the minimum payout was you had to make a hundred dollars before you could get any money from twitch and that's just from is that only subs or is that from like so that's from subs and bits primarily okay Um, so bits is like the twitch currency for like cheering on somebody um the sub thing is mainly for like going to one specific streamer um and giving them like i think it's two well essentially you give them like five dollars a month and it supports their stream that way um there are other ways of like getting revenue through twitch um Mm -hmm the the main one that we've seen is like donations but donations go directly to the streamer it doesn't have to go through twitch so that's why it doesn't count as like it doesn't count towards the twitch revenue it counts towards your own revenue okay um and so you said that minimum payout is at a hundred dollars it was it was at a hundred dollars i believe okay because now it is being reduced to fifty dollars has that already kicked in Ooh, that sounds nice. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I should be, but I haven't streamed in a in a little bit. Um, it's more because of you know recent events. I've been uh mm-hmm. taking myself, uh, giving myself a little bit of time to recover before I, you know, show up. But I do think that this is actually really smart. Um, if anything, this would help a lot of smaller streamers. Um, just to just to help them, um, just to say like, hey, you, you you did good this month. Here is your paycheck. Um, and I, I think that's a lot better than having to do the $100 minimum. Um, the only reason why is because when you did the $100 minimum, it incentivized people to do more events rather than trying to stay consistent, um, which like I do understand like is part of the game. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a little uh how can i describe it it's a, it's hard to like not justify it but like if you keep running events every stream that you run ends up becoming an event and then it just becomes the norm right so it's better to just say like hey you're playing well here's 50 here's your 50 dollar minimum that will pay you out at the end of the month and you should be fine yeah okay so yeah with this um twitch is hoping that with the 50 dollar payout instead of a hundred dollar payout they're able to get the money to the streamers um in smaller amounts but more frequently um 
so and currently this i think this still only applies to partners and affiliates the current countries that are being rolled that have been rolled out um that we know of are argentina italy japan mexico spain and taiwan and that was on the 15th of july and then the continuing rollouts of this are going to go country by country until november um twitch is anticipating about seventy thousand streamers are going to see some of these more frequent regular payouts um coming out um and a new blog post from twitch it said one day we'd love for you to wrap up your stream and already have the money you earn from that stream in your wallet as we aim for lower payout thresholds we're focusing on building a trustworthy, accurate, and globally accessible experience for everybody. Yeah, I think I think this is the right play. Honestly, it's to uh, it, it's a good way of keeping a lot of the smaller streamers happy um, without mm-hmm. having them like struggle to try to make the climb all the time. Um, yeah, it, it just makes it a lot more accessible and easy for them. And I, I appreciate that uh, from Twitch to try to make things a lot easier for for everybody here. And there's also like even with this, um, I think currently is am I correct in saying that uh, the revenue split between Twitch and the streamers is about 50 50. Kevin, does that sound right? I to think you? it's I think it's 30 70. Oof. Um, no, like, well, the streamer gets 70% and then oh, Twitch takes 30 okay. So it's like, it's actually pretty okay. Hmm. Okay. So not as bad as the 50-50 split that I thought it was. So, yeah. Um, do you think that'll ever go lower or do you think like lower for Twitch or is it, if anything, just going to go up if Twitch makes more demands? Uh, I I think Twitch will get greedy and try to take more. Um, the the thing that I I want to point out, and this is something that like it has been going on for a while, and it is something that we're we're all gonna point out eventually. Um, but it is that uh, if you look at the way how Twitch has handled, um, how is it? Why why am I blanking out? Um. They're handling their biggest creators, their biggest streamers. Um, they're kind of pushing them away and telling them like, okay, you do you, that's fine, whatever. Um, but what that ends up doing for a lot of the a lot of the streamers now is it just forces them to go to other platforms. And that's the reason why like the the biggest news that came out of at least recently in like how can i say in streaming celebrity like the world uh, the world of streaming celebrities um lily pichu and myth have both signed to youtube deals um and you know they they are both relatively big streamers on twitch um but it i felt like i felt like the same thing happened with with ludwig when ludwig first made his move um all these things are snowballing into something that twitch might not be able to control later down the line and it is spooky for them uh for that fact but at the same time it's like they're not taking care of their uh i i guess their their base like the the people who like support their content um 
so they're they're just end they're they're the ones who are ending up taking the brunt of the damage and it's it's unfortunate for for twitch streamers but like i do feel like youtube is at least trying to make a push to make themselves like the next mm-hmm. platform um which i mean if they keep making a couple extra changes they they should be there so uh that that's one thing that i'm kind of excited about So moving on, we have two stories about just weird games and then get into the Overwatch stuff, which I guess makes it stories about three weird games. Um, But one of the more recent stories that came out, I think this came out today, was uh, about Quidditch. And Kevin, have you ever played Quidditch or seen it played? Uh, I I only watch Harry Potter a couple times, but uh, I haven't seen we I think we had a discussion about it actually at camp. but yeah, it, it it is rather interesting. Okay, so Quidditch or Quidditch is is a real sport now. It's like you don't obviously fly, um, but you have to kind of approximate the flying on a broomstick by you have like this PVC pipe broomstick between your legs at all times, um, and it's fairly similar to how the game is played in the movie. Um, instead of an actual like flying golden stitch you have a guy who runs around it's kind of like with flag football he's got this this belt around his waist um dressed up in in all yellow and he runs around a field or whatever or like whatever campus you've got um just runs everywhere and the two seekers from each team have to try to like pull the the flag from their belt um you have beaters you have uh chasers I can't remember the other positions. I think it's just beaters, chasers. um, And then seekers. I can't remember. It's been almost 10 years since I played because I played Quidditch a little bit during my freshman year of college, which was really interesting. Um, It's a, 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 it sounds really stupid, but it's a very rough sport. It Mm -hmm. is like, it's, it's brutal. It's very physical. Oh, it's it's insane. Like if you're if you're trying to battle for um the uh I think the quaffle is the the ball that you use to score. Yes. Um if you're trying to battle for that quaffle, like people will go in and they will like like it's like you're wrestling on the field. Like they're they're you're gonna get scraped, cut, bruised, maybe. Like you're yeah. to anyone who thinks that Quidditch is dumb, like watch an actual match and watch how beat up these guys get. Um, and it's, it's kind of insane how a fictional game turned into this like very rough sport. Um, and what I like about it though, is the teams are co-ed. So that's, that's a fun thing that a lot of other sports don't do is have co-ed players. Um, the reason that we're bringing this up is because Quidditch is officially changing its name, at least in the United States, is an attempt to distance itself from J.K. Rowling's uh, homophobic or and transphobic, not homophobic, but transphobic comments in the past few years and her doubling down on that. Um, the U.S. Quidditch and Major League Quidditch bodies are moving to call the the game quad ball uh partially because of that but also because uh, i guess quidditch is a trademarked name by warner brothers and due to that like its sponsorship has been limited because 
Quidditch technically doesn't own the trade r- trademark for that. So, um, yeah, the game is now called Quad Ball, even though we all know it's Quidditch. Yeah, it, I mean, it's totally okay. I I, to, I do agree um, that if if you can't have the original name, make a new name, uh, and then just play that game as is. Um, I don't know if there are any other things that like need to change as well. Like if they do need to change the vernacular of the game just to make it, uh, I, I guess less like the source material, it's up to them, but I don't think that that would be like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's going to go that far. Um, but I do think honestly, like it looks like a fun time. I, I would, I would hope that the people who are playing, know quad ball are enjoying themselves um and i hope that uh i hope someday at like three in the morning i can i can turn on espn2 and watch some quad ball i mean they they still have some they still have cornhole for some reason that's still on uh i've seen spike ball late at night uh just a whole bunch of just different sports but like yeah I, I, i would love to see some quidditch right after some competitive tag you know yeah yeah i'm I'm looking at the photo for the uh nbc news article and like at the very top it's a photo and it says the london unspeakable seeker catches the snitch during a quidditch game at the crumpet cup in london in 2017 and that's objectively wrong that's not what's happening in this photo what's happening in this photo is that the quaffle is flying through the air about to go through the hoop so I don't remember what the hoops and goals are called, but that's what's happening. So um, NBC, y'all are wrong there. I remember enough of Quidditch to say that. But again, it's called Quad Ball. It is named for the four balls, which I, if I remember correctly, are the you have one quaffle, which is like your scoring ball, two beat, beater balls or bludgers. Bludgers, yeah, they're called bludgers, um, which the beaters use to knock out like it's kind of like dodgeball you hit someone with the ball so you have two of those and then you have the one snitch um and then it's also named quad ball because of the four positions that you've got you've got the two you've got the chasers you've got the seeker obviously you've got the beaters and you have the can't remember what the goalies are called but you've got them so it, there is also Kevin. There is a. I don't know how old it is or where you can find it, but there is an actual documentary out there, a sports documentary called Mudbloods about collegiate Quidditch. Dude, imagine if we could do like Olympic Quidditch one day. That would be. Insane. I mean, it, it would ball. be insane. I think it would be later down the line. Uh, Maybe it just depends on popularity. It's twenty years old at this point. Jeez. So maybe another twenty years we'll see collegiate not collegiate Olympic quad ball. That'd be a trip. Yeah, we had to wait how long for for skateboarding, right? Forever. So, yeah, now we now we just have to wait the same amount of time for for some quad ball. Okay, so in more weird sports news, um, Kevin, you are a fan of rhythm games, as you've said multiple times, yes? Yeah, I I like rhythm games, yes. What is both your favorite rhythm game and the weirdest rhythm game you've ever played? 
Okay, favorite rhythm game by far is Rhythm Heaven Fever. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you have never played Rhythm Heaven, uh, go get a DS right now and go play some Rhythm Heaven. Um, it is a great little series. Um, uh, don't even try to find the one for the Wii. It costs way too much. It's not worth it. Um, and we're still waiting on the one for the Switch. Uh, weirdest one. It it really does come down to, um. In my opinion, how uh, how the controls work? Because some games okay. you have like like it's there's some games that are weird because the controls are weird. So, for example, there's one that's out right now. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's at round one uh, where you like dance with a VTuber, uh, and you just like swipe on certain spots to like dance with them, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a game. There's also like waka which if people people who play rhythm games know it's like tapping the circular part of a washing machine uh that that's a game okay uh they have chrono i think it's called chrono cross which is another one chrono circle chrono circle um where you like spin an outside ring plus a touch screen plus like tapping on there so that's just like even more complex controls um but yeah, I don't know if there's like any one particular one where I'm like, yo, this is this is weird. Uh I mean, Donkey Kongo was kind of kind of bonkers back in the day, but I don't I don't think that we've ever gotten a game that's as ridiculous as that. Let's see if this makes your list, Kevin. Okay. So, <laughs> for 27.99 on August 4th on the Nintendo eShop comes a game called Massage Freaks. A rhythm game that rings throughout the body. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> I'm confused by the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me just read you what this game is about. So this is uh, this is taken f- on this is articles on Nintendo Life, but it's taken from the actual website on the Nintendo eShop. It's just all in front of me right now so i'm gonna read this kevin and you're just gonna sit back and and feel uncomfortable okay (laughs) a rhythm game where you massage cuties play the rhythm game to work out the kinks in these beauties bodies this new take on rhythm games has you massage beautiful women in the the time in time to the music the patrons of your massage parlor have only their sore bo- not only their sore bodies but unique worries weighing on their hearts as well use your secret massage technique to clear out all the stress of their minds and bodies use the power of massage to clear up girls minds and their affection towards you, and up their affection toward you women of all sorts of troubles visit the massage parlor you've inherited from your grandfather once touched by this hidden treasure of a massage their bodies will feel good and their affection towards you will grow maybe even into romance while repaying your debt and fixing the worries of your patrons maybe a little time to enjoy love as well massage girls in time to the rhythm these the skills that have been passed down from the previous generation will help you heal people body and soul mamiji imbues you uh, upon upon you the secret technique of being able to sense the music that people subliminally want to hear and sending it as sound waves through your gloves and into their bodies this unique massage technique allows you to heal them both inside and out. Press the button shown in time with the song and play it through your customers' bodies. 
The rhythm game features a total of 50 songs. The more you massage, the more these ladies will really unwind. As the songs progress, the girls' clothes will come off and their breathing will grow, will grow wilder and wilder. But don't get distracted and don't <laughs> stare too much. Focus on completing the massage. It's wrong, but it feels so right. That Try is, this supremely um... pleasurable NTR mode. <laughs> no. Achieve a certain score during the game, and at the end of the massage, you'll enter nice, totally relaxed mode, a.k.a. That's not what NTR, NTR mode. In NTR mode, you'll get the best reactions no matter where you touch the customers. Don't Uh-oh. hesitate to give them the best full body massages possible. Have off the clock dates with your customers. You can meet your customers not only at relax- relaxation, Yubihara, but outside of it as well. Get a glimpse of sides of them you wouldn't see at the parlor. Hear their troubles and see unexpected things that would leave most men standing in excitement. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm a fan of rhythm games. <sighs> I play my fair share of dating sims. This is not what I wanted. Okay? Like, it. this is not the middle ground that I asked for, okay? Just... Like, uh, bro, what is what is this? Who who thought this was a good idea? Oh God! It there's a cast of there's character stuff on the actual website, and you can click for character bios. I mean, like, I'm a fan of rhythm games, and this is not like to mix oh, this God. with with like an H game is probably not the right play. But here we are, Kevin. Here I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god here click the <laughs> click the link that i posted and then in the article go down to the part where it says official website and click it and just scroll through this with me i need you to see what i'm seeing because it's just like this is the the, the most cringy thing that i have really ever seen in a video game and i've seen a lot of weird stuff it's, it's on the on the actual like notes page yeah it's on the notes page under the link that i posted for this story click that link to nintendo life Uh scroll down until you see the the red text that says official page it's a hyperlink the official website one yeah yeah just just look at this with me i i need to know that i don't this is not a fever dream oh god okay Uh, I'm not a no. Oh, why stop? No, this, this is this is not what I asked for. Wait, there's a cat. I think the cat like gives you magic massage powers or something. It says, um, "Atsushi Yubihara meets the talking cat Momiji while cleaning the massage parlor former run, formerly run by his late grandfather." Moments after he attempts to uncover the cat's true identity, in spite of his confusion, a loan collector appears to reclaim what his grandfather owes. To that unreasonable repayment terms, he starts to shrink into himself until Momiji shares with him a mysterious power. He has but a single month to make enough money to return what was loaned, making marking the start of his troubled everyday life as a masseuse. There's no time to question his power or why there's a talking cat or anything else. Uh, for for twenty eight bucks, it's kind of pricey for a game. Not gonna lie, uh. It, I mean, it do be on the Switch the internet only. Internet is free. I, I, I guess, yeah. But still, like, this is. 
This is like a, a an ATL, which does sound for all time low and not what they think NTR <laughs> stands for. What does uh, NTR stand for otherwise? Don't don't worry about it. Look oh. it up on Urban Dictionary. It's uh oh, it's a term. It's a category. Uh don't worry about it too much. Uh but okay, I'm not gonna look this up because I feel like I feel like I'm gonna regret <laughs> it if I do. But yeah, I just I don't understand why you would <sighs> who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> this is what gives gamers a bad name. Just don't like I I don't even know how to spin this to be like okay like unless there's like a guy reversal mode where like you can like massage dudes I I don't I don't well, see this was, being like, okay wasn't there there that dad dating simulator one though yeah uh what a dream daddy right yeah dream daddy yeah. Massage freaks, but it's just like handsome dudes. Like you got, you got to, you got to give us that option. <laughs> I don't know. This game, this game looks crazy, and no, I will not buy it. Uh, <laughs> and no, I, it's probably not going to be streamed. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, kind I feel of like a it's wild game. doing like buying this game just just to do a stupid video about it. Yeah, I can see Donkey doing it. It's it's possible. Uh, so does this make your list of weirdest rhythm games ever kevin yes if if i see this in an arcade i'm actually gonna uh, i'm actually gonna lose it (laughs) just if you found it in an arcade like would you be caught dead playing it like i can't imagine doing that in public you you would have to get like a you you would know that people would be committed if they got their like Nessica card like also involved where it's like it it keeps track of like how many times you've played and like extra characters and stuff. I'm like, bro, I, I I don't I don't know what's about to go down, but yeah, this is this is a very weird it's a very weird time. Musical massages, Kevin. Musical massages. And I don't need it. <laughs> Just speaking of massages, though, not in a weird context, but like I got a haircut yesterday and my uh, the the woman who cuts my hair like had to raise her prices. So now she includes like a shampoo as part of it. And it's mm-hmm. like I've never had that done before, but it feels so good. Like it's, it's very nice. refreshing. Yes. Have I been shampooing my, my head wrong all of these years? It's something that like when you when you wash your own head, you're just like, oh, okay, whatever, this is a chore. But like when someone else is like doing the full works on it, you're just like, okay, yeah, this is like I I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> like maybe uh, it's like special like hair salon shampoo or something. Yeah, that makes it feel there's, so like clean and refreshed. Yeah, there's like a meta that that they're just not telling us about. <laughs> the, the hairstylist meta. Yeah. Speaking of metas, let's get into our, our last three stories, which have to do with Overwatch. Um, so we talked about the uh, Moira ability last week, that new one that was put on the beta towards like the very end of the beta. Um, that it's it's called the Necrotic Orb, and it in addition to 
I think 50 damage overall, it decreases the enemy's damage output by 75%. Um, and to put this into context, Kevin, like you would say that the um, Genji's Blade is a, is a pretty damaging ultimate, right? Yes. It's pretty devastating. To put this into yeah. context, when you decrease the damage of that by 75%, it's pretty much your like each strike of that is pretty much only doing the amount of damage that a normal melee would. It's yeah, nothing. and that's a that's a problem. It, it's it's nothing. It's literally just going out there and just like tickling them. Like that's yeah. It does it does nothing. Diva's mech, which normally is an insta kill, Kevin. You use the like we mentioned that last week. You throw the uh, the necrotic orb onto that. And your heroes can still survive. Yeah, it's it, 75% is too much. Um, and it's not just because it's like, oh, well, 75% of all damage is reduced completely. It's like consistent damage that is being removed. Like if it was 20, I feel like I felt like, you know, the... I felt like Blizzard wanted to say, oh, it's like 20%. And I would have been like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But like 75%, like that's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's just... That's... At least it's on like the the beta PTR, not even like actually in the live game. Because there's, there's that's so much. Like we keep saying that's so much, but it's so much. And people are realizing that this is like an absolutely broken ability. This is a game changing ability. So the, a lot of the players are calling for it to be reduced to maybe 50% or even as low as 25%, which I mean, yes, it's low, but also it's like, it's not an ultimate ability. It's a cooldown ability. So like, I, I still think maybe 25% could even be considered reasonable, but I think maybe 50%, it was where they should probably try to start out instead of like the full 75. Yeah. It, it's way too much. It's like you, you can get away with so much just by having like just one of those on your team. Like you, you touch the diva once and your entire team is saved. So it makes like any form of damage, like completely useless. Yeah. Um, what was I looking at? Where's the notes page? I lost it. Oh. Um, so the next story, it's a very minor one. Um, there's a new Mercy skin that you can purchase with the Overwatch League tokens that you may or may not have been accruing just by leaving your stream on, which I have been forgetting to do because it has been chaotic at work. But it is the Royal Knight Mercy skin. It's her in knight armor obviously and her staff becomes a lance and her gun is medieval themed um it costs 200 tokens like everything and it is supposed to be i guess a nod to the uh the june joust tournament from last year her it's a red and white maroon colored outfit the lion crest symbolizes courage nobility royalty strength and valor according to concept artist emily sue um 
the skin fits well with her characteristics of helping, protecting, and being a guardian of the people. Um, the color scheme has uh, a historical significance in heraldry, so I expect these color schemes to echo the team's success in um, championship skin variations, is what Emily Sue has said. So, um, I don't play Mercy enough. I think it's a pretty cool skin, but again, there's also the Witch Mommy Mercy to that I already have. So, um, the completionist in me kind of wants to get it just for the completion aspect of it. But I, again, I don't play Mercy. If I play Healer, I'm a Bap or a Lucio, mostly a Lucio. Yeah, I, I do understand that. It's like sometimes a skin is just not not in the favor you know um but sometimes it's if if you really do want the skin go and get it like we're not we're not telling you no it's just a, a lot for for us we just we just don't have that kind of yeah kind of vibe you know i mean if you're a mercy main like absolutely and you have the, the tokens absolutely go for it like it's it's not a bad skin yeah it's not bad at all it's actually really nice so would recommend if you are a mercy main or you, you just want this cool skin uh, we are not going to stop you. You can you can just have fun with it. Um, and so for the last bit of news for the week, uh, the beta actually ended. It was supposed to end on the 18th of July, but uh, Overwatch decided to extend it to the 19th. I was considering playing. Well, it, it ended at 2 p.m. for us on the 19th. I was considering playing last night, but I decided I was going to go to sleep instead. Um no, what did I do last night? Oh, I finished watching Stranger Things. That's what I did. And then I, I read part of Joe Coy's book. Um, so that's what happened last night for me instead. But um, so the beta ended. Um, one of the th- more notable things about the beta ending is that we also got a tease of the Fox hero. Um, we don't know anything about it yet. I we're thinking, what was the, the, it was the yokai tease, right, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, so um, apparently the, the way that this tease happened was when the beta ended in everyone's chat box, Overwatch posted a message that said, capital V to HHD, capital C, capital B, KB2, capital V, Z, looks like an L, capital H, capital R, O, capital Z, capital S, capital B, MB, three ggc two capital f five capital p w equals equals um i guess it's encoded in base 64 which translates to want to guess kevin what that translates to no i i don't know i don't speak b boop (laughs) (laughs) it translates to what does the fox say i saw a meme (laughs) um but yeah so in the meantime of the beta being offline we're going to get it in october on october 4th to be exact um they said that they're going to continue to balance heroes based on our findings from the beta and perhaps on some additional considerations like a certain unannounced fox related hero who will be joining the support roster so we I mean, we had official confirmation before, but now we have even more confirmation from Blizzard. So, hooray. 
Yay. We already knew? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice to, to get these little Easter eggs and everything, but like, we already knew. <laughs> Thanks, but no, we're good. We, we already know. We just could have teased something different. Something to actually like, that's new and gets people hyped. I think that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, like we kind of already knew from the from the trailer that we were gonna get something like this, um, so it it's just kind of it's kind of weird the fact that like we're here and we're like okay, well you're not gonna give us anything further to mess with, so uh, unfortunately we won't have you know we won't have time to essentially go into like these crazier things, but like we we kind of we we already knew thanks for the information but bruh. so that's all of the news for this week um anything you want to end with kevin anything you we missed that you want to talk about or any any strange sounds words of wisdom sage advice um random codes and beep boop so, sometimes it's okay to use the entirety of the round lots of people forget that uh also oh i I guess i'll just mention this quickly um the Oh master duel also has an event going on right now if you guys are into playing card games uh maybe with or without your motorcycles that's up to you um but it's currently an event where you you have your deck and you can't use your extra deck so no fusion link synchro uh z all those are like you you can't use any of those um but all the other like cards are are all good so a lot of like weird decks are coming out and it's interesting um for for those of you guys who do play competitive card gaming uh online feel free to do that uh on top of that we've gotten a new like pack as well so you can check that out uh it is kind of meta defining so a lot to uh a lot to look forward to for sure so that's the end of our news coverage this week. Hope you enjoyed our a rather strange assortment of stories. Um, I'm going to do my best to get this edited and up on Thursday, which is for us to today. Today, today now. Um, I'll try to get this up on Thursday for you all, if not on Friday. Um, depends on just how intense the San Diego Comic-Con stuff is and how like very on top of it I have to be. Um, which is probably going to be very on top of it, but I'll see if I can sneak some time in uh, between doing that and getting ready for camp. And speaking of camp, I will not be around next week. So we're going to take a week off and then be back in August for, I don't know if we're going to do a couple more episodes of the podcast in this form, or if we're going to completely transition the show, but uh, stay tuned for that. And yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for for listening, and we will catch you in about two weeks. And adios. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us, and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Send us an email at B-L-E-A-V-N-O-W-L at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with us, you can contact the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.